Welcome to Any Music Podcast, episode 310, Prioritization and Techniques to Focus. Any Music Podcast now has a Patreon at patreon.com slash indie underscore musiccast, and we invite you to become a member for exclusive benefits. For next to nothing per month, you can get members-only podcast video, early access to upcoming episodes, merch, and more. This morning, Matt and I get together for coffee and discuss thoughts over self-care, focus time, ideas for prioritization, and strategies for handling your list of things to get done. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. Check. One, two, three. Three, two, one. All right. Check, check. <laughs> How's it going? It's a sweatshirt kind of day. Oh, it's, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, I don't know, uh, five degrees here or something. Oh, wow. Like okay. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's a Black Widow kind of morning. What's that? That's four shots of espresso oh. with a, with a uh, Sumatra pour over. All right, then. <laughs> And a little bit of almond milk creamer, vanilla. Yeah, I do the stovetop espresso. I have the, it's a, I guess it's a six cup, technically the six cup espresso maker. Yeah. That's my coffee in the morning, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I usually just have it once a day. And then the rest of the day is tea. Tea. I like tea. But I usually am, uh, I make homemade kombucha. Oh, that's right. How's that going? It's going great. Oh, great. I've got like two gallons uh, uh, fermenting right now. I've got uh, one that I'm going to bottle later today. Oh. Yeah. Trying to get it so that I don't run out. And um, with one gallon bottled, I end up with about four or five days of no kombucha. Mm-hmm. And I, have, I just have like eight ounces a day. And, okay. uh, uh, and so I started, I, my scobies like multiplied. So I, I got enough scobies for like two batches now. And so I am, uh, I offset the next one by five days and that way I'll have a rotation and hopefully won't run out. What's a uh, SCOBY exactly? That's the actual culture that, um, oh. that goes, you put into the, uh, into the sweet tea mix. Okay. And, uh, that's what, uh, actually does the fermentation. So, uh, the bacteria and yeast and everything in there, those are, uh, end up being all the probiotics that are in the, uh, in the finished kombucha. So is this flavored kombucha or is this like the straight stuff? I, I've been uh, adding like fresh squeezed juices to it. Mm. And I add a little bit of sugar to it to about a teaspoon. Um, but by the time that it's done um, bottling, the, all the sugar's pretty much gone uh, uh, because, right. because the, the yeast eats it. Right, right. Um, so it's, it's actually low sugar content, even though I, I, I put sugar in there to feed the yeast. And uh, I do that for carbonation. That's really the, the, the reason for putting that in there. But yeah. What does and the then, alcohol content come out to be when you make it yourself? About the same as like soy sauce or something. About oh, point, okay. Point zero five or something, yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. And you use like, what do you use for bottling? Like Grolsch bottles or something? Yeah, I, uh, they're not actually Grolsch bottles, but they're, they're the flip top bottles that are like Grolsch bottles. And okay. they work really good. And so, so far, I haven't had to reuse the... Uh, the little seals that go on there. So, uh, but they're, they're inexpensive. Uh, yeah. So 
That's but, cool. They got well, a local I, place here that sells all kinds of. It's, it's they're more geared towards uh, beer, beer brewing, but the stuff is the same. So yeah, I was gonna say it's not, it's probably all the same stuff more or less, mm-hmm. except for the maybe the yeast. Yep. Well, that's cool. So between the healthy drink and the you know the kind of hobby esque task of of making your own kombucha, that sounds like it all falls under the heading of you know self care. Yeah. <laughs> to do things that are that are fun and and healthful in in a way i guess is is a, is a good self-care thing i took it up as a hobby because it was a christmas present oh okay um, and i had it on my uh, amazon wish list you know and uh and i ended up getting it and i was like hey cool so anyway i started doing it, it was actually the first batch turned out pretty good but it wasn't carbonated at all and i was like well how do i make this better and and so it's just been you know a work in progress yeah, and, like anything and that, you iterate. Yeah, and now I'm ready to do like the drive up kombucha <laughs> shop. All right, <laughs> a little stand uh, like a like a lemonade yeah. stand, except it's yeah, <laughs> except it's kombucha, and you got your little square <laughs> out there taking wireless payments. <laughs> there you go. You got your summer summer sorted. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, I never did take up the you know a lot of people took up like. I don't know, making stuff, hobbies during lockdown and whatnot. A lot of people did sourdough starter. I, I never did get into that. I can yeah. buy sourdough down the street so cheap because I live in, you know, yeah. Bay Area. That's where it comes from, right? So <laughs> uh, I never, never got into that, but there were there was a lot of baking. And I did try a lot of new recipes over the last couple <laughs> of years. But nothing, nothing so involved as uh, making my own beer or kombucha or sourdough starter. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You know, any of those, uh, as long as you have like, uh, I don't know how important the temperature of the room is for the sourdough. I, I, I know with yeast, you got to keep it in uh, within a temperature range of like 72 to 84 or 86 or so, somewhere in there because of the yeast. But yeah. uh, so it's probably the same for sourdough, you know. But Yeah, in our house where my wife doesn't let me turn the heater down very well, <laughs> very far, it's probably a good place for yeast to grow. Yeah. Is what's interesting is that some people use like they catch the wild yeast from the air to to get it going, which just always fascinates me. Yeah, like, the idea that there's just like yeast floating around, and if you give it the right circumstances, it'll make bread in a bowl somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how they uh, uh, discovered mead. You know, yeah, in in a in the bottom, you know, in a tree stump. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's <laughs> What kind of person goes drinking something they find in a tree stump and goes, hey, this is better than I expected? It's medieval times, you know, so. <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> that, that took a wild tangent. Um, so this week we're talking about, I think we're talking about health, uh, self-care. I almost said health care. That's a different topic. Self-care, taking care of yourself, taking care of your mind, your body, your spirit. Is isn't that, that what isn't that what music does for us? I think so. I think music falls into that category, whether you're playing it or listening to it. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, isn't that the draw? It refuels your your spirit. If you and if you move, it refuels your body too, right? Yeah, yeah. Dancing, like dancing is good I for you. Done that, and <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that lately either. I think that that's something uh, I need to reincorporate into my life. <laughs> we used to do like a Friday night dance party turn the music up real loud and the whole family would just kind of like shake it out you know what i mean yeah 
Uh, there was a time I, I actually won first place in a roller skating dance competition. Get out. Did. When was this? <laughs> you don't have to say the year. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say back when uh, uh, double patent leather skates were all the rage. Oh, know? my. Okay. But they weren't the kind that you clip onto the bottom of your shoe and oh, tightened no. with a key, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's before my time. <laughs> sure, it's before yours, too. Do you feel like... This is a topic that I'm leading. Is that, is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Cause, yes. Yeah, because that wasn't really my original thought for the topic, but we'll, we can go oh. with self-care. Oh, I was just going by what you posted in uh, Slack last night. So, oh, okay, I guess you got something to talk about on that one. So, Yeah. No, that was, that was just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it had 10-minute uh, legs on it then. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> No, what I really wanted to talk about was what was on my mind lately is you ever get the, you ever feel like you get to a point where you just kind of like want to, and I don't mean this literally, but you know, you feel like you're, I don't know, stuck in a rut or something, or, or you're just kind of overwhelmed and you just kind of feel like you just want to blow it all up and start fresh from scratch kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And it's, uh, it, it's kind of like a, a, a talking heads kind of thing. You know, how did we get here? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I'm often nostalgic mm -hmm. and uh, based on whatever events are occurring that might take me back. But, uh, yeah, um, that kind of stuff kind of gets me in a retrospective mindset. And sometimes, you know, where I'm like, you know, well, what am I really doing here? Um, yeah. Where's, where's the passion in whatever this thing is or whatever? Um, yeah, exactly that. The thing is, though, when I'm focused in my studio and on, um, you know, on producing or, or, uh, uh, or, you know, audio engineering, I don't feel that, um, mm -hmm. it's exactly where I want to be. And I think it's important to, to find something like that, that does that for you, that feeds that passion. Mm -hmm. And, but I can't always be here. I've got other things that I've got to do as well. Um, you know, and there's, uh, you know, there's things about there's, so there's the audio engineering, then there's the business management side, which is not right. audio engineering. It's, it's the part that allows me to keep doing audio engineering, even though I don't like doing that part of it much. <laughs> it's a completely you know? separate skill set. Yeah. And then there's everything outside of that. That's all home and, and family and, uh, and friends and all the other things that you've got going on that pull you away from what you want to be doing. Not to say family is that way, but you know, other, other things that need to be done and, and tasks and stuff that uh, um, are your responsibilities. Right. You know, and having to deal with those, you know, and sometimes it's like, hey, grow up and get your stuff taken care of. <laughs> right. That's you know, part of it. But yeah. So, I mean, we have in the past talked about burnout. And I think right now what I'm thinking of is the op is not the opposite, but it's it's tangential. It's overwhelm. And I think that burnout is kind of associated more with like you've done too much for too long without doing any self-care, without taking care of number one. And you get kind of depressed. And the for me, the hallmark of that is you feel like you're not interested in doing anything. And that includes the things that normally excite and interest you. Like you just want to just check out. And to me, that's the sign of burnout. And I have learned to recognize that in myself. But what I'm going through now, and I, f I feel like, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but I feel like this may be something that you've gone through recently, which is kind of overwhelm and you have 
like gone down some rabbit holes. I don't mean you personally. You, you go down some rabbit holes and you kind of like start learning this and learning that and taking this advice and taking that advice and and trying to carve a path in the middle of all the things that you're already doing. And at some point, you just kind of like, just stop. Let me reset from like, let me let me just kind of like, and I just refer to it like this in my own mind, like blow it all up and start over, which is just like everything, just stop everything, reset. Where am I now? Where am I headed? What's important? And focus and go from there as if you're, you know, I don't know, like a pit stop, you know, you're going around the track and going around the track and going around the track. And, you know, I don't know, am I in the first place? Am I in last place? Does it matter? I don't know. I'm going to pull off, get my tires changed, get some gas and then go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the way that I, I look at this. So I, I've got X, Y, Z and a whole bunch of other items that are on my list. And, and, uh, these all have priorities mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, uh, really need to work. You know, I, when I'm getting dysfunctional is when I'm choosing lower priority items so that I can defer higher priority items that I mm-hmm, don't want to mm-hmm. do. And uh, and we kind of laugh about that in our house uh, uh, because because <laughs> we do that with the little things, you know, and cleaning and and whatever. I don't want to do that. You know, I, I got two loads of laundry to do, but I'd totally rather like go uh, um, fix that light you know or whatever right. you know <laughs> which yeah. doesn't need to be done absolutely <laughs> you know? been there do that i do that every i feel like i do that every weekend almost <laughs> yeah but oftentimes due to priorities and when when i'm not being dysfunctional um you know when i'm actually handling priorities and uh, you know i'm that often means that the stuff that i'm really passionate about and want to do isn't going to be the stuff that i'm actually doing because i've got things that are really important or higher priority uh, that need to be taken care of. And, and I think that's helpful. And, and, and what also factors into that is, uh, self-care stuff like rest mm-hmm. and, uh, and nutrition and things like that. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes, you know, rest is the highest priority over one of the other things that needs to be done. And, uh, and that's just so that the next day can go at it as hard as I can again, mm-hmm. you know, on this stuff. And, you know, so things just have to fall into the order that they they need to fall into, and you know, uh, as things get delayed, uh, um, things may happen where they become higher priorities. You know, it's not that they just sort of shift; they may actually jump because true, uh, uh, we haven't got to it yet, and now we got now we got to get to it. Now it's an emergency, you know? yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's not that we need to always work in an emergency situation, but let's like sometimes you get behind and. Sure. Or the, you know, the workload and the, the number of high priority things, you know, can overwhelm all the other things that you want to get done and overwhelm you. Sure. Um, which is why rest is really important. Yeah. And some things, some things aren't time sensitive until they are. Like maybe that, that leaky faucet is not a big deal until, you know, suddenly it's a, you know, it's a, you can't shut it off and it's a real problem. And it was an annoyance and now you got to stop everything and take care of that kind of a thing. Yeah. As, just as a, as an example, but your your point is very valid. I think that one of the reasons that I've recently come to the place where I feel like I need to just stop and reset is because I fell out of some of my good habits that I developed last year, uh, one of which was um, taking definite pauses throughout the day to just sit and not do anything. I think that, and you know, 
<laughs> I will put the finger squarely on cell phones, but with these, you know, these very attractive and compelling computers in our pocket all the time, we we don't really have downtime anymore. You know, anytime we have a free minute, we're looking at our phones and getting, you know, inundated with information and, and, and stuff rather than taking a few minutes to stop and sit and let the thoughts that you're already having just kind of sort themselves out and go, oh, okay, this is what I should be doing right now. Okay, this is where I should be going right now. Instead of just kind of like going, going, going all the time and then wondering how you got where you went, you know, you're kind of like wandering aimlessly through a city instead of heading where you're supposed to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, I, I think that that is one of the things that that's very helpful and that needs to come back into our daily habit is just breaks where you're not actually doing anything in particular. And sometimes that can be simply, you know, doing the dishes and staring out the window and letting the thoughts come, you yeah. know, but not being afraid of your thoughts, not, you know, not pushing them aside and not replacing them with paying attention to stuff that's somebody else's information, like your email or your, your social media feed. Just having your own thoughts for a while really helps you sort out your own stuff and get your priorities straight so that you don't find yourself in a in a spot where you feel like you don't know how you got there and you need to throw everything out and start over again you know some people use techniques um like pomodoro mm -hmm. and uh and actually set timers and and during this uh timer session i'm going to focus on on the you know x and uh when the timer goes up i'm going to take a break uh i'm going to handle email i'm going to do whatever that thing is that you want to do for five minutes mm -hmm. until your next uh, Pomodoro timer session starts where you're going to, again, have 30 minutes of focus time mm -hmm. and not deal with email, not take a break, not look at your phone, you know, and all that. And, and that time is focused. Right. And, and I don't actually use a timer, but I do kind of do that. Um, and that's just sort of like a habit you develop in kind of a work strategy because uh, you can often get... Uh, overwhelmed by uh, being inundated with other people's needs of yes. you, yeah, you know, and uh, along with the stuff that you're directly responsible for. So, and that that could be, you know, I, I know you and I both were we're tied to Slack and yeah. we're, you know, and text messaging and you know all the the, the communication and the communication is really important and. Uh, you know, and working with our artists and, and doing the work that we do and being available is good mm -hmm. business practice, it's good customer service, you know, True. but you can't get anything done if you're in working customer service all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it takes, you know, 20, 20 minutes plus to reset yourself and refocus after an interruption. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it, you need to give yourself permission to turn off the notifications for yes. a period of time to, so you can focus and, and that focus might be uh, working on those lyrics that might be uh, uh, trying to compose that melody and, you know, whatever that is that you're working on mm -hmm. in your project, it might be that time where you're mixing the drums, you know? Um, so whatever. And, uh, it, you know, and you just need to be able to focus on that. And, and, you know, again, I think that's a lot of it is just give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and beyond that, just making, just giving yourself time to make sure that you're working on the things you're supposed to be working on. I feel like sometimes that that's, you know, like you said, getting distracted with little things, you know, you got a major in your majors and minor in your minors, right? 
you know, don't don't major in your minors. Don't don't get caught up in the stuff that you're not supposed to be focused on, the stuff that's not as important. Although sometimes that's a way to feel productive. That's a way to get some small wins is to just knock some little punch list items out, you know, um, and gather a little momentum that way. But if you find yourself using that as a distraction technique to, to put off the big stuff, then then it, you're right. It's time to just like set a timer to say, okay, I'm only going to, I'm going to work on this for, and it doesn't even have to be a large amount of time. It can be like, I'm going to work on this for 15 minutes. And if you give yourself the permission to say, if I choose to go beyond that, I can go beyond that. But really, I'm just going to do a small piece of this. If it's yeah. something that you're putting off, then maybe that's what you need to do. But uh, making sure that you are single focused on it is very important. And just say, I'm going to close my email. I'm going to close my Slack. I'm going to put my phone down or away and just focus on single focus on this one thing and, until I get a little traction on it. And if that builds some momentum and you build and you, you work on it some more, that's, that's even better. But yeah. um, and also to before you do that, to make sure that is something that you should be focusing your time on. Because I find that sometimes I'll do what I call um, productive procrastination, <laughs> where I will put something off. But the way I put it off is by by doing other stuff that maybe isn't quite as important, but does still need to be done. You know what I mean? And then yeah. at least you're doing something. Yeah. And, and I, it's not horrible either, because it may be a kind of a situation where like, if I if I have to focus on this any longer, I'm... I absolutely am hating it, you know? And, um, so the, the, the possibility that you could do better work if you were having a better attitude about that thing, Mm -hmm. um, uh, exists where it might be better for you to go do something else, you know, and uh, that you're into as long as it's not at the the cost of something detrimental, you know, uh, um, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, a, a dissatisfied customer or, or letting yourself down in some way or whatever, right. you know, but I think, you know, these types of techniques are the, the impetus for these type of techniques is to develop self-discipline. And if you find yourself going, okay, I'm going to spend 20 minutes unplugged and focusing on this issue. And then if you find yourself seven minutes later on your phone, you know, <laughs> then then that's a discipline issue that, yeah. you know, if you really want to do something about it, then you need to like really work on it. So may, maybe it's a, a matter of, go, okay, I'm going to, instead of 20 minutes, I'm going to go for 10 minutes. Okay. Exactly. And now we're going to kind of build up on this because uh, I have my phone addiction and, um, and I'm going to need to work on weaning myself off of that because cold <laughs> turkey ain't going to work. So, um, you know, and, and whatever. So, and I know there's other techniques out there. It was just that Pomodoro was the only one that came to mind because it's the only one I've actually ever kind of practiced. Well, it's a really effective one because it's. Yeah. I think you're supposed to set a timer for, I think it's 25 minutes. That way you have five minutes to, you know, reset or use the restroom or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> the funny thing about the Pomodoro technique is the guy that developed it, um, the reason it's called that, it means tomato in Italian. It's an Italian guy. And he would set a timer and the timer that he would set was like a kitchen timer. They yeah. were shaped like a tomato. It's like a plastic yeah. tomato. And that's what, if you go to the, I think they probably haven't been there in years, but if you go to their website, that's, you know, here's the Pomodoro technique and, you know, support us by buying this tomato timer. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's oh yeah. Funny. So. <laughs> that's cute. I don't need anything ticking or dinging in here. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's anti, anti-audio. I have engineer. enough technology surrounding me. I can, I can make a timer. I know, think we so. all have a timer on our phone. Just ask. Um, yeah. I won't say her name, but you're person who lives in your phone 
um, <laughs> whose name has changed, and, or or not name, but whose voice has changed, and it's weird. Oh, really? I I use the British one, so I, oh, uh, do you? Yeah, I I, I, I tend to um, gravitate towards Australian females, and yeah. and I also like on my uh, like GPS and stuff like that because I like uh, leave the motorway. You know, you know? <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. When I had an Android phone, I used the Australian uh, voice. I liked her a lot because the British one on and and Android, she was not very nice. But the one, <laughs> the one on Apple, she's much more charming. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's true. Are you going to take the exit? It's or funny because it's true. Just <laughs> it's drink your like tea that. and eat your crumpets. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't do accents, by the way. So no, I, I'm not going to embarrass myself by attempting it. <laughs> I could do the really well if I if I'm talking to somebody like to an embarrassing level. Like if I'm talking to somebody who has an accent, it's very very difficult for me not to take on that accent and yeah. start talking that way. I was <laughs> I drove my family crazy in Europe because I would do that everywhere we went, and I'm just it's almost like a sickness. I could not help it. Oh. <laughs> um, Anyway, I think one of the things that, that you mentioned is is part of the thing that's been happening to me, which is that when you're looking at email, when you're looking at Slack, when you're looking at social media, it's like incoming messages. That's somebody else's priority. That's somebody else's agenda. And when you're letting those impose on your own agenda and take your attention away, then you feel like you're being pulled in a hundred different directions. And it makes it very difficult for you to navigate a straight path on your own priority list when you're being tugged in multiple directions and other paths. And when you start to go, oh, should I be doing that? Oh, should I be doing that? Oh, Harry, here's some interesting information. Oh, should I watch this video? Oh, this is something that's interesting to me. But it may be interesting to you, but it's not part of what you're supposed to be focused on right now. Yeah. And then you start wandering around and then you, you, you know, your, whole, your mind is just kind of like fractionated to the point where you can't focus. And that's when you get to that point, it's because you didn't have the, the discipline, as you say, you didn't have the you didn't have your priorities straight. And it's it's a trap you can fall into very easily, especially if you're a people pleaser, um, especially if you are in customer service, as you say, and you want to make sure that you're attentive and, and make you know your clients happy and, and be available to them. But that doesn't mean that you don't set boundaries for yourself and say, okay, for this period of time, I will focus on this one thing and then I will take a break, reset, see what my next thing is, and then go on from there. Yeah, and I'll tell you that there's a, a phenomenon around this where if you get contacted, maybe it's a direct message, you know, in, in chat, text, um, Slack, whatever, the, the medium. And if you just simply wait five minutes, 10 minutes before replying, mm-hmm. that, that person's issue will resolve itself. Yes, that does happen. It happens, and it happens all the time. And that's because if you don't immediately respond, either they figured it out and, and, uh, Googled it on their own. Right. Um, you know, or, uh, reached out to somebody else who did take it immediately, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But, uh, but oftentimes that'll resolve. So if you feel like, Hey, um, I really going to continue heads down here. And if that's still an issue in 10 minutes, then I'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and oftentimes you'll find that, Oh, never mind, I got it taken care of, you know? And, uh, yeah. Some sometimes people, and, and, and including myself, just need to talk to somebody else for a moment to bring their thoughts together. True. Um, and uh, you know, there's also techniques around that. Like, and uh, people, uh, I should get one. Uh, people put mascots on their on their desk. 
or mm. near their computer. And, uh, you know, that may, may be a little bobblehead or, or something uh, or just something that, uh, that you can actually look at and talk to and, oh. um, and actually try to describe the problem that's in your head that you're trying to solve that you think you need to reach out to someone for help for. Hmm. Um, but have that discussion first with your mascot. And oftentimes then just having the discussion is really what you need to get things to sort out in your brain. Wow, that's really fascinating. I've never heard that before. And uh, I'm going to start asking my mascot questions. This is my mascot. <laughs> it's my little guru. <laughs> it's an air plant that died because, uh, I don't know, I forgot to get watering it, but now it just looks like hair. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, what do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is that when when you externalize the the thoughts and questions that you have, you know, and mm. just get it out to where you're you're hearing it in, in your own ears, it like it kind of gets you thinking about things differently, or it or snaps a, a synapse together, or whatever the case may be, and and you go, I got a new idea. Um, I'm gonna try that, or or oh, I I understand, you know, and it's just more of a matter of trying to get it out of your head and uh, make sense of it. And you can, mm -hmm. you can do, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. So it could just be an inanimate object. Cause if you've ever noticed, sometimes you're talking to someone about the problem and then you realize that, oh, I, I know what the problem is. Yeah. And, you know, and they hadn't even said anything yet. You just right. started talking to them. So, <laughs> so they didn't yeah. really help you. You helped yourself. I do, that, I do that too. You are correct. And I will, you know, sometimes reach out to somebody if I don't hear anything. And I'll go, okay, let me just figure this out. Well, I think sometimes it feels like that's faster to reach out to somebody else. And you don't realize that th <laughs> that person is not necessarily infinitely available to you at yeah. all times. And you're interrupting them and interrupting their thought process. Yeah. Now the, now the time spent on the one focused idea is now doubled because right. of the uh, number of people who are now focused on the one thing. Yeah. That's interesting. So something I like to say is that email is not instant messaging, which is to say you don't need to respond to all of your email as soon as they come in. That is a trap to fall into. That will take all of your time, energy, and you know, will to live. And I think the same for a lot of a lot of instant messaging. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, my immediate family, my wife and my kids, I need to be available for their texts because it could be anything at any time. And beyond that, um, you know, it can wait, you know, a Slack message comes in I go, okay, it's Doug. I'll get to him in a few minutes. Okay. You know, okay. Instant Facebook messages. Okay. I know who that is. I'll get back to them in a few minutes. Email comes in. I have a 24 hour email response policy, but it doesn't mean I'm not gonna, I'm going to get to it, but I'm not going to get to it right this second. Cause it's email, you know, unless yeah. I'm waiting for a response, unless I'm the one waiting for a response, I emailed you, I'm waiting for your response and I have to act on something that's different. But you know, to, to make yourself infinitely available to all of these incoming requests and messages and notifications and, you know, essentially the, they're, they're messengers of other people's agendas and energy. And you're, you're giving your own energy away by, by making yourself infinitely available to all these things. And it can, you know, it fractionates your consciousness and it takes away your own focus and purpose and, and energy. And I, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's an easy trap that we fall into and just taking time away from that stuff and resetting and getting back in touch with your own thoughts 
even for five minutes can just really help. And that's why so many things come to us in the shower, because we're just away from all of that stuff and not thinking about anything. And then we realize that our mind really is just active all the time and just waiting for a moment to get its words in edgewise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's, it, I think as far as the email thing goes, you know, email to me doesn't, uh, doesn't represent a high sense of urgency. Mm. It, it represents a um, a way to share some information that that you need to know, and um, but I think it's kind of understood that you know email is going to have a period of time before someone actually gets it. Where and that's in comparison to a a text message or uh, or a DM on on you know some platform you know mm-hmm. or you know Slack messages and things like that. Um, where I feel like. You know, you're one step away from being here with me in my studio to discuss an issue. And if mm-hmm. you feel it's high urgency, then going through email, it's going to have a delay. Right. But I have a tendency to respond uh, very quickly to messages. A lot of it is because they all come here. Oh. <laughs> um, and that's that. and sometimes this thing. I'm about ready to throw it across the room <laughs> because it's, it's, it, I have haptics turn on oh, and, and, and so, and I get a vibration yeah. every time a message comes in, you know, but it's also, I can continue working and glance at it. And it's kind of like, uh, like a, you know, the toast message or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> no, and I, and I can just see the, the summary mm-hmm. of the first sentence, you know, kind of, and, uh, and get an idea of whether or not I'm going to break away and handle that at this yeah. moment. Um, so, you know, and I have the same thing on my computer. So I've got, um, the, uh, growl messages, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I can just glance, it doesn't break my focus, but I can, I can see what's coming in and, and do like a real quick priority. And yeah, uh, that can be helpful sometimes when you're like, oh, okay, that just got answered or okay, yeah. I can prioritize that later Yeah, and go on if, but I feel like that's almost like a training issue. Like you have to train yourself not to go. Oh, I need to jump away. Yeah, you don't have to go like click on it and get into it. You know, right? Just uh, uh, read the overview. Real, you know that that takes uh, you know two seconds. You haven't broken your focus mm-hmm. uh, just by looking. You know, and uh, and you know, and then you can do a quick mental organization of where that's going to fall in. And, right. and that's what I do. And I get a lot of those. So it's 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 just part of my workflow process. Mm-hmm. Um, however, while I'm actually in a session and mastering, I have got that stuff turned off. Sure. Uh, because that I. You know, I, I really need to be like in it and focused and, and stuff. Yeah, so that work requires deep focus and yeah. sometimes work does. And I think people's best work, especially creative work requires deep focus. Yeah. And if no. you don't have that, it will take you at least three times as long to finish it. Yeah. And, but if I'm doing like accounting work or something, then I actually have been thinking about paying people to interrupt me. So <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Please interrupt me. I don't want to do these taxes anymore. <laughs> In fact, I would welcome a, a, a you know spam email from an accounting firm right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will definitely click on that. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I think that I don't know if we have a conclusion other than um, give yourself the grace. There's no. There's no conclusion. No conclusion. There's well, no. Give yourself the grace to. And the permission to not pay attention to everything all the time. And you might find that your priorities start to sort themselves out and you don't have the same issue of 
of overwhelm and a lack of focus if you just take a moment. Yeah. Do a simple point system, one through 10. Where's it? Mm. Where, where's the thing lie? You know, you could be working on your 10 and uh, something comes in. Okay, that's a four. You know, there you, go. At, you know, and uh, and just mentally kind of do a prioritization. Um, that's real fast. It gives you just an idea of of when you know. Well, that's that's three things down the line because I got a six and a seven that need to come in before that. You know, and uh, yeah, and and just try to work under under that kind of little constraint that you give yourself. Yeah, you remember? You've probably seen The Incredibles. Remember when uh, the the villain says, "When everybody is special, nobody is." It's like yeah. everything, everything can't be top priority because then everything's at the same level. That means nothing is top priority. So something has to be first. And, um, yeah, rec- I, I think of it in terms of the, you know, the, the quadrants, like urgent and important, urgent, but not important or no, not urgent and not important and important, but not urgent and prioritizing things. If it's not important and not urgent, just that can go on the back burner indefinitely. If it's important and urgent, then it needs to be front and center. And if it's, and I think that we find ourselves thinking that everything that comes in is urgent, whether it's important or not. And there's a difference between urgent and important. And it's important to know the difference. Yeah. You know, and then that could lead you into like the, uh, the, the product management triangle, you know? So if we want to like use yes. ge- geometry, we can, we can start with the, the the quadrant or the 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 quadrectangle you know and move into uh you know the project management triangle and at some point we're going to get into the uh the communication circle you know and <laughs> i'm going to circle back on that and uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> geometry yeah <laughs> Circle back to geometry. All right, everybody. Have a great week. (laughs) Thanks. I was looking for pie day on my calendar. Uh, Yes. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yep. Enjoy. uh, Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. (laughs) Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.